Hello, my fellow fallible human. Welcome to the Red Roof Recovery Show. My name is Tanya McIntyre, and we are grateful that you're joining us here for a few minutes as we cover a few things together. We cover practical ways to help you to be free from addictions, uh, let go of stress and struggles, develop your mental strength, and live a happier, healthier, and more meaningful life. Red Roof Recovery is all about programs to soften the path of recovery from drug and alcohol addictions. I am joined by my best friend, my life partner, and longtime marriage partner. I call him Sir Lancelot. He has uh, been my knight in shining armor in more ways than one. And Lance brings the perspective of a family member of a loved one who's affected by addiction. Lance is a valued resource to not only me, but also family members whose loved ones are struggling with addictions. He shares his experience, empathy, and effective communication tools that can motivate your loved one to seek recovery sooner than later. We offer a thoughtful conversation about a, re a variety of recovery topics. You're going to hear science-based approaches to build a life beyond addiction, a life you love, and a life you won't need to escape from. And on this episode of the Red Roof Recovery Show, what are we talking about, Sir Lancelot? So this week, we're going to talk about codependency. Ooh, wow. codependency. That's a big topic. It is. And normally, it's one seen as bad. You know, when people say, oh, they're so codependent. Mm -hmm. But from my perspective, I think that every good relationship is a codependent relationship to a certain degree. In a good partnership, you have people with strengths and weaknesses. And hopefully you find someone who complements your weaknesses with their strengths and vice versa. And if you can find that that balance. That, in, the balance, that's quite the word, finding the balance, yeah. And it's difficult. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, because I fell into it a, a little bit earlier on in our journey um the downside of the codependent nature between someone who's going for addictions and their their partner is that people sitting on this side of the fence the the supportive partner the partner not going for the addiction is feeling validated through society for supporting the person going for addiction, garnering that better pity from people because when the addicted person is acting out, the person with them is all the while, people look at you, you know, and you can see pity in their eyes and whatever. And you can play on this and you can get into that whole martyr syndrome, yes, you know, and people say, oh, you're such a good person for supporting them. And you can go down that very nasty road of feeling validated and that so looking out for yourself and not out, not for your partner not trying to help them get to the realization that they are being detrimental to their own life yeah because self-serving self behavior yeah exactly and i hate to say it, we all do it absolutely we do yeah you know, and it's not a good place to be and it's not serving the relationship and how do we snap out of it then? It's a difficult one. It you know, is. 
well, how did you deal with it? You lived with me for more than two decades of my progressive addictions to drugs and to alcohol. So you, well, you've won the gamut. Yeah, but as you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a loner. I, I tend to muse on a lot of things by myself. And I realized that my wallowing in this validation swimming pool wasn't serving our relationship. It was serving me as in stroking my ego and that, and, but that's never really been that great a thing for me. My, it's always been how I feel about myself. And having people pity me started to grate on me instead of validating me. And I realized that it wasn't serving you either. You know, me, if anything, if you're swimming that, that swimming pool, then you, I would want your addiction to go on more because I get more validation for that. And I think that's where a lot of the enabling behavior comes from um, in a lot of the addiction dynamics that we are exposed to on a regular basis. I mean, uh, you know, it's very easy to enable behavior when you want to help. And that's all we want to do is help people get through this horrid um, condition. Mm -hmm. And what we do know about addictions still in this decade, here we are in 2023, and what we know about addictions is that it's a complex condition that affects everybody differently. So my addiction is different than, you know, the, the 10 people I see in a meeting every week. And the one thing that we do have in common is that we are all walking the same path. Of recovery we all want to be free from addiction but that's different for everybody everybody's going to navigate that path differently and the communication tools that we can use as somebody in a support capacity i think makes all the difference of encouraging our loved one to seek recovery sooner than later yeah yeah for sure but it, it's coming to you know Everyone on who is the supportive person in the, the relationship, um, they're all different people as well. We all have our own problems. We deal with the problems in different ways. We interact with our partners in different ways. We're, we're all individuals as well. And it's so if you've got a complex condition with a complex person going through that con that condition and a complex person trying to deal with that complex person and the complex it gets exponentially more complex exactly we're all complex beings right fallible humans all trying to navigate this uh, playground called life well is it a yeah. playground we can make it a bit of a playground in many so ways. I, think, I think identifying the pitfalls mm. You know, as in, like I say, from, from a support person's point of view, noticing the pitfall that if you're going down that martyrdom syndrome pothole, that's not a good place to go. So if you can identify when you're feeling this sense of validation for other people pitying you and having this mark, then you can do something about it if you can identify it. Mm -hmm. Because as you... You rightly say, until you actually can isolate the problem, you can't come up with a solution. 
Yes. Awareness is the first step to progress. Yeah. So, so I was introduced to a, a tool. Did you want to say something first, Helen, before I bring the tool to the table? No, no, Karen. Okay. Um, I talk to a lot of family members, people who want to help their loved one overcome addictions. And the last thing they want to hear is that there's very little they can do. Very little. Mm -hmm. What can you do as a loved one trying to support someone through an addiction? Um, look after yourself. Right. It's make, make, energy, yeah. make yourself resilient and uh, communicate. Communicate with, uh, try to be understanding, but do not be uh, supportive to the detriment. Of, right. Yeah. So we talk about establishing healthy boundaries. And the longer I am talking about addiction, the less I like that word boundary. Uh, because it sounds ultimatumish, it sounds very final. Um, it's it sounds like it would put somebody on the defensive to say, you know, I'm creating this boundary, uh, <laughs> and I prefer to call it a mutual respect line. We are building mutual respect lines in our relationship, and we can do that with more effective communication. And it's a template uh, from cognitive behavioral therapies called. Pius, P-I-U-S, I love acronyms, and uh, they help me remember the tools. So this is one of my favorite tools to share with family members who are struggling to help someone through addiction. So this is Pius for positive communication. And it's not just dealing with someone uh, struggling with addictions, it's a great communication skill to develop all around. Um, but specifically helping your loved one break free from the shackles of addiction can definitely be a difficult process. It takes mm -hmm. patience, practice, and persistence. And the most difficult part of this process is learning how to build these mutual respect lines and then learning how to consistently maintain them. <laughs> I think therein lies uh, the key is that we need to maintain those mutual respect lines. So this template uh, is very helpful in constructing your conversation. When we put a little bit of planning behind our communication, the outcome is probably 99% of the time uh, better, I find. So the P in Pius uh, stands for positive. You want to keep your statements as positive as, po as possible and avoid using the word you as much as possible. Make it I, and that's where the I and the P-I-U-S comes in. So keep it positive, keep it about you, I, I, I. I feel uh, terrible for you that you are going through this. Uh, my heart is breaking for th this condition that you are struggling with. You just make it all about you and not about them. You want to avoid blaming and shaming at all costs. And then the you is understanding. So you want to make sure that you're listening and showing this other person that you understand what they're saying, even if you don't agree with it. You're empathizing and understanding. And then the S is sharing. When you accept and share your feelings and any responsibility that you may have in any conflict in the relationship, it's really helpful to build those communication uh, networks with people. And like I said, instead of thinking about this as building boundaries with your loved one, you can think about establishing mutual respect lines. And this communication style can't make another person change 
the only thing that can make a person change is themselves, but it may give them a good reason to choose to change. We may not, not like it if they choose to not change, but that's their power of choice. What is your power of choice includes the ability to let them know how their behaviors are impacting you without blaming them. So it's a great template that I share with family members because you can plan your conversation with uh, the, your loved one. And that includes the timing of when you're and going to have the conversation. That's, really important. that's one thing I was going to say, timing. To, to have a conversation with your loved one when they are partaking in their addiction, he, you, you might as well just run out of wall. Absolutely. Because it's, it's not going to get through. Time, timing of the conversation is one of the most important things, I think. I agree, definitely. And that, that can be trial and error as well. I think the key is to uh, keep consistent and persistent. So you're creating a script for yourself and it's one that you're just going to keep repeating yeah yeah and like i say keep about your, about yourself you know and, and that way you can build your own resilience so when hopefully when your partner or your loved one gets on the road to discovering sobriety for themselves when they reach out a hand and say i need help with this then you have the tools within yourself to help Exactly. Yeah. Thank I you, think, Yeah. No problem, babe. And there are literally hundreds of tools that you can use to manage recovery and life. We say all the time, this is not just for addictions. This is for life. And the key, another of my favorite acronyms, keep educating yourself until you find something that clicks for you. It's important that you know that you're not alone. Help is just to click away. You can click on redroofrecovery.com. And you can, uh, I'm happy to spend a complimentary 15 minutes with you to role play your conversation ahead of time. It's often helpful to do that. And we've got lots of other resources available on our website as well. And remember, sweetheart, as you say, there is great power in knowing that the only thing that we can control in our lives is ourselves. Thanks yep. for adding to my, uh, my wisdom quotes with your wisdom. And thanks for being here. Thanks for the invite. I, I love you. I love you too. And I love you for hanging out with us for a few minutes to listen to our conversations. Hopefully you find what we say helpful. And if so, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can share us on social media. We love having your encouragement and support on this journey of discovery and recovery. Remember to talk to yourself like you talk to your best friend. May the force be with you. And remember, you are the force.